welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Well, can you declare out loud, today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Well, uh, I've called today's message, message, Blessing Just Entered. Blessing Just Entered. Now, if you've watched Seinfeld, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Have you ever seen how Kramer enters a room? Is it, who's watched Seinfeld in the past? Yep, yeah, don't get addicted, okay? Get addicted to the Word of God. <laughs> Kramer opens the door and he springs in. And he shakes his head and he's, but yeah, the, the audience or cheers and go, Kramer's entered the room. He wants to make sure everyone knows that Kramer just entered. And often he, he walks in with nothing to say. He just springs in, <laughs> checks out the situation. But Kramer just walked in. I think he always... Yeah, he puts the fork in the electricity point before he walks in the room, but Kramer just entered. You know, when you give your life to Jesus, we get the permission to walk into a room like Kramer. See, when we walk in through the door, we open it and we say, blessing just entered. I just carried blessing into this room. I know some of you don't believe me, so we're going to read scripture. It's not on the screen. <laughs> Ephesians 4, 14 to 16. Who's liking the screen today? Hey, so amazing. It's pure. Screens are broken. Projectors are broken. Who needs projectors anyway? It's old-fashioned stuff. We have the word printed on our heart. We sing from the Spirit. Right, Ephesians 4, 14 to 16, New Living Translation says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. Ooh. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Listen to that. Okay? We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Man, the world's full of that, isn't it? Get off YouTube, people. Verse 15, instead, unless you're searching City Point North, okay, our YouTube page is on its way. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Ah, that sounds better. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Do you get that? He's your head. He's our head. Verse 16 He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. I love that. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Are you full of love in your world? If you're reflecting, self-reflecting, going, oh, I'm pretty harsh, you can change that. You know, God's your head. You're part of the bride, the body of Christ. You know, let the love of God start to flow you. Just be conscious of it and go, you know what, this is, this is fine. 
I can move from A to B. I can, I can move on from here and just be conscious and allow the love of God start to season your words and start to flow through your life. But this scripture says, no longer immature, growing in every way. The whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. This sounds like blessing to me. See, when we receive Jesus, this is already a sign of maturity. But we must keep maturing from that point. We begin to grow, but we must keep growing. Our body, our mind, our heart begins to get healthier. Love is pouring into us and through our lives but we must continue to grow in these things. See, this is blessing. We are walking in blessing because we have decided to follow Jesus. Amen? I think anyone that says that they're a child of God, they are a blessed person indeed. Blessed. But it's more than money. Blessing's more than money and financial status. The Bible tells us this over and over again. Today is the last official day of faithful love hope for us as a church. And, and obviously we focus a lot on finances in this month, but I want to make sure we fully understand that blessing is not just about money. This is what the Bible says in, in just a couple of the verses that it, it has. In Psalms 32, 1, it says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed. Job 5.17, Behold, blessed is the one whom God reproves, therefore despise not the discipline of the Almighty. We are blessed because God helps us stay on track. Don't you thank God for that? Thank God that he's got his word, he's got preachers, he's got leaders around your life that... And just keeps you on track. Just that's not a biblical way of living. Or, or if you tried this, you know, it'll come out better for you. He, he reproves you sometimes. He disciplines us sometimes and slaps us around in his word. But he does it because he loves you and he's blessing you. Romans 4, 7 to 8 says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sins. Thank you, Jesus. Revelations 14. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow them. Even death holds blessing for us when we are believers and followers of Jesus Christ. If dying frightens you, you need a refreshing dose of love from your Savior, what he has saved you from and into. Honestly, we did a, a funeral just on Monday here in the church, which is absolutely wholesome and fantastic. A mighty, mighty man, Gary Vick, and um, he used to dance and always worship in the service. I love that, unashamed to worship God, and... Um, but the truth is, is I remember in the last week visiting him in hospital. 
he was excited in his bones. Like he couldn't go quick enough. And he goes, I've looked after my wife, I've done well with my kids, and I'm just ready to go and be with Jesus. He was like so definite in it. Can I tell you, we should have such an excitement. Not that we want to go, but when we do go, oh my goodness, what is waiting for me? Like, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. And then what I think would be even better is if Jesus goes, okay, Graham, you've got the opportunity, you can go back if you want, or you can, oh man, big decision, but I reckon I'll come back. And I'll just come back like just a weapon, man. I, I just think after being in heaven and, and just seeing the glory and the majesty of God, to be able to come back on planet Earth and just work hard just to see people come, to, I, that would be pretty exciting for me. So I reckon I'll come back, I'll um, visit you in the middle of the night, <laughs> and uh, wake you up, make sure you come to church in the morning. Bobby might be preaching that day. My son, when you go places, church, and you enter a room, remind yourself, blessing just entered this room. You are a carrier of something that this world is dying for. And when you can walk into a room and go, I'm walking in today with the presence of God. I'm walking here today with clarity in my mind. I walk in here in this room at work today, in the lunchroom, with purpose in my soul and in my heart and in my fingers and in my mind. I come to this prayer meeting at church today because I know that I'm praying to the King of Kings and the Lord of God, Lord of Lords. And he said to me that my, when I speak and I pray, I pray with an authority that heaven moves on. So I can't wait for this prayer meeting to start this, this evening. You know what I mean? Like when you walk into your house, you walk in. I do this before I come up on the platform. The thing I say every Sunday and I train my team to do the same is we sit there before we get up to preach or do our, our part. Holy Spirit, what do you need shifted today? What do you need shifted in the atmosphere? What, what do I need to say? What do I need to change or let go of that I've pre-planned? You know, because when we walk into a room, you better know that blessing, the presence of God, favor, that God is in this place. We have walked in and things are different. Would you have the confidence and the boldness? Because here's the thing, whether you have the boldness of this or the confidence of this or not, it still is. Because if you're a child of God, when you walk in, you walk in knowing the answer that they need. When you walk in, you walk in in as a redeemed person, sins forgiven. I mean, everyone needs this. You have answers to their questions. When you walk in, you're walking in bless. Oh, I paid my tithes this week, and I'm walking in now with an open window of blessing in my world. When you run a business, whatever, you've got people under you. You know, you're not just the boss to dictate the job, but you're also a boss to bring all of heaven into their worlds. You know, pray for your people, bless your people, be generous to your people, give them Christmas bonuses and, and, and hams and, and things for their family. If someone's struggling, bless them. And if you will not be without in your business. You'll see your business more blessed and favored. Amen. Receive that today. And it's the same principle in every uh, uh, area of your life.
Fathers, okay, bring your kids home a little gift from time to time. As you bless them, you'll see the blessing come back into your world. You know, when I, as I bless my kids, my little Annie comes and she just puts her arm around me, but she does it more now than what she did before because she knows that she's under the covering of her father. You know what I mean? Husbands, do this to your wives. When was the last time you brought your wife flowers for no reason? <laughs> well, you just got rid of your florist, Rachel, so it's not going to benefit you today. But maybe you just stop on the way home. Anyway, back to the notes. Self-propelling. Blessed people bless. We've got so much time today. I reckon we should pray at the end. Who's up for that? Blessed people bless. Blessed people bless. Blessed people. Are you blessed? Bless. Let me ask again. Are you blessed? Bless. Bless people bless. Amen. We should be a, a, a church of hundreds of people that are just blessing people. You know, we bless each other. We bless our work colleagues. We bless our enemies. We bless our friends. We just bless. Bless people bless. We can't help it. If we're imitators of Christ, he can't help it. He went so extreme, he gave his whole life up for it. And for a moment, his own father turned. We've got no idea what what it means to be on the cross when your father turns his back. We've got no idea what that is. It's not like a marriage here on planet Earth and there's a divorce. That's not even touching what it is when all glory and majesty and perfection, the one that created... you know, he dances, you know, in his universes, like, turned his back on his, like, you know, and then sin of, oh, we've just got no idea what that actually would feel like or mean. But he gave it all because a blessed person blesses people. Would we be blessers in this place today? Amen? Do you reckon you could do that? You might be going, oh, I don't have much. Man, you've got something. Everyone's, but I'm jumping ahead, so I'm just going to pull back. When blessing doesn't follow, flow out of the blessed, the blessing dries up. When blessing doesn't flow out of the blessed, blessing dries up. 2 Corinthians 9.11 You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, everyone say through me, through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Whoa. Everyone say through me. Through you and your blessing to others, your generosity, people will be bringing thanksgiving to God. What? So if you 
hold back blessing, God's missing out on thanksgiving. Not you, God. But we can partner with him and go, can you see this funnel? A God of blessing blesses a man, you, a woman, you, so that we can bless someone else and then God gets the glory. But what happens if it stops here? The God of blessing blesses you and I so that we can have more and be grateful because he's a good God. But he misses out on glory. So then he will hold back his blessing. And in time, you'll be that person that prays and prays and prays and prays and prays. God, why do I not have favor and blessing in my world? And his answers once again in the word of God. Because his principle is, biblical principle, from the cover to cover, all the way from Adam, his principle is that he's a God of blessing. He calls us to be a person of blessing. And when we bless, he blesses us. When we bless, he blesses us. When we bless, he blesses us. So always we can be walking in favor and blessing from God, not from circumstances, not from a bonus that our boss gives us, not because we are self-made people, not because I work harder than everyone else, but we can literally just wake up in the morning, open our eyes and go, I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed woman. And you are because when you walk out of your house on the way to work and you open up the, the door to your business, you step in, blessings just entered, and you're looking around. Who can I bless today? You're, who can I bless today? And as you pour out, he pours in. As you pour out, it's kenosis and pleroma. As you pour out, he pours in. It's the same as the Godhead. As the father pulls out his self into his son or the word, Jesus Christ, and the word pulls out into the spirit, then the spirit goes back to the father and the father back to the son and the son. And in the Godhead, there is a continual outpouring and inpouring. So they're always full at every one time, but they're always giving 100% of themselves to the other. And through Scripture, you and I see that we have been invited into this through Jesus Christ. And when we receive Jesus into our lives, we are now part of this uh, kenosis, uh, pleroma and kenosis of the Godhead. Jesus actually invites us. It's being grafted. And we are now part of, and we can walk in a blessing because God is always pouring out as we are pouring out. And he pours back into us as we are pouring out. Pour, who wants to live like this sort of blessing? This is a whole new level of blessing, amen? Made rich in every way so that you can. To operate out of a blessed mindset and be a blessing, you need to realize, first of all, that you can, that you can do this. 
that you can bless someone because blessing is already in your life. When you enter a room, blessing just entered. Do you believe that today? Blessing just entered. When blessing flows through us, this results in God being thanked. I love that. Just that whole idea blows my mind. Always remember this. Long before the circumstances change, blessing is already there. Even when you are in need, blessing is already there. Even if it feels like you're losing and going backwards, blessing is already there. Because blessing's not about the healing. Blessing's not about the money. Blessing's not about the car. Blessing's not about that job position. Blessing's not about the number of children. Blessing is God. And he shall supply all your needs according to his riches and his glory. I love that he says that because he's trying to just boast a little bit in that moment. In other words, man, have you seen my riches and my glory? It's never ending. And so can your blessing be. Proverbs 10.22, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. God's blessing isn't the money. God's blessing is his heart attitude towards us. And that's why we receive. Proverbs 22.9, he who has a generous eye will be blessed. It will be blessed. It will be blessed. It will be blessed. I wonder what you're looking for mostly in your day-to-day life. What are you looking for? Are you looking for people, for others? Are you looking for a way to outpour of who you are so that God would be thanked today and glorified? Have you got an eye to see where you can bring blessing into someone else's world? Joel Osteen says, When you focus on being a blessing, God makes sure that you are always blessed in abundance yourself. Amen. To be blessed is the confidence in what Jesus purchased for us on the cross in order to live out the promise of this life more abundantly. Well, blessed to be a blessing. In the Bible, there's a story of a man who was lame from birth. And when he saw the apostle Peter and John walking by, he was hoping to get something from them. And, you know, if you read the context and um, what laying people did outside the temple, he was, he was hoping for money. He was hoping to receive money from Peter or John. And Peter responded to him in Acts 3, 6. It says, silver and gold I do not have. Everyone's probably going, man, these apostle guys are cruel. But what I do have, I give to you. And he's probably going, I really need silver or gold right now. And then Peter said, in Jesus' name, Jesus of Nazareth, would you rise up and walk? Blessing. See, Peter knew that he was blessed to be a blessing. This is Catherine Kuhlman thinking. 
See, you might not have money, like the Apostle Peter didn't. Our apostles didn't walk around rich men like, you know, tele-evangelists do today. They, you know, some of these guys gave up everything. Well, they all did. You know, they lived wherever their head could lay. Jesus exampled that for them. So Peter's going to the temple to worship God. This is like you coming to church. Did you see anyone on the way to church today? Did you pray for anybody that you saw on the, on the side of the road or standing in front of their house or as you drove past the shopping centre or were you just focused on yourself? I just looked down while I said that. Eyes to see. See, Jesus' head was, uh, Peter's head was up. He was going to the temple to worship the Lord God Almighty. Now, this is pretty insane because five minutes ago he was having, you know, barbecues with the Son of God. And here he is, he's walking into the temple and his head's up and he saw as he was driving to church people walking the streets. And one of them cried out, are you, are you hearing in the spirit realm? When you're driving to, because we can all operate like, who wants to operate like this? This is good stuff, eh? And you're just like, God, I'm just, I'm praying for that guy walking on the street today. Now, God, why is he walking the opposite direction to the church? Is he going to the other church? I hope he's going to the other church. God, turn him around. (laughs) But I, I always just praying for people to say, God, intervene that man's world. God, that kid on the street, what is he doing? Where's his mum? But God, would you touch his life? I pray in Jesus' name, a hedge of protection, devil, get away from him. He's going to grow up as a mighty man of God. That girl's going to grow up as a, I do this all the time. All right, then on church, I, I even um, stopped my car once and then I realized what I looked like. And um, the kid just looked at me, but anyway. Um, I just got bold on the way to church last year and I just saw, it was winter too, and I just saw a kid walking, short shirt, no, no shoes or anything on. I'm just like, oh, this guy needs Jesus, you know, and then, so I was going to offer just to, you know, you want to come to church, but anyway, I realised what I look like, so I hopped back in my car. Um, it doesn't work in today's world, but that's okay because you have authority in the spirit realm. All right, and you might not be able to speak because of the world that we live in, but that's okay. You just declare it in the Spirit. See, something we've got to make sure we never forget is your prayer is more powerful than your words. Your, your speaking in the Spirit has more power than, than speaking in English. If you want to call someone into the house of God, Make sure you're doing that in the spirit and not doing it at every barbecue and they're sick of, you know, their aunt coming over, the uncle, you're always talking about Jesus, tell me all my problems. No, no, no. Love them in the natural, declare it in the spirit and you'll see a shift. We have to believe this. This is the gospel. We have to believe this. We have to do more than that. We have to walk in this. We have to shift the gear in this realm where we know that everything is about principalities and powers. If you need a shift, you need to pray. 
You've got to declare. You have to have enough faith in yourself as a son or a daughter of God to go, when I pray, all of hell is shaking and all of heaven is rejoicing right now. Angel armies are being activated right now when I pray. That's the authority that we get to walk in should we choose to walk in it. This is real Christianity. Amen? Are you receiving this today? Peter knew this. And so he was walking. He was like, I don't have anything. You might need a car today. And you're like, man, how can I give to someone? Don't give your money. There's something else you can give. And Paul decided to speak in the Spirit. Sorry, Peter. To speak in the Spirit. Now, you can't do this in public if you don't do it in private. Let me say that again. You can't do what Peter did in public if you're not already doing it in private with God. If you don't know your authority, you have no authority. Are we hearing these words today? If you want to be praying for people and see deliverance, you need to know the deliverer intimately. If you want to lay your hands on somebody and see God move with power through their lives, you better have a relationship with the source of that power. And we begin this journey. We begin this journey. So today I read the scripture and and you did a confession about maturing. We begin this journey when we can bless people. Because it's a giving and a receiving. This is the beginning. This is like level one of moving into a new realm of of your Christian walk. See, Peter had this relationship with his God. Peter just knew his authority and his stance in the Spirit. And so when he was walking to the temple, there was a lame man crying out for finances. He said, man, I don't have what you think you want. But what I do have, I'm about to give. Why don't you stand up and walk? Who wants to live like this? Come on. Why don't you stand up and walk? And today, I believe in the Spirit of God saying this to some of us in this place. It's time to stop sitting lame. He's calling you to stand up and walk. We can't any longer be crippled Christians. Take this with love. God is calling people today. It's time to stand up and walk. It's time to get out of the me-focused Christianity and move into a kingdom-focused Christianity. Would you stand up today and walk and be a blessing to the world, be a blessing to your neighbour? 
Be a blessing to that person in the caravan park. Would you be a blessing when you're tenting at Kenilworth in, in the middle of winter? See, my wife's got a mission. I'm going to text it to her. But you've got a mission on your life. And it's time to no longer be grateful for the salvation that Jesus did, gave to us. And it's time to lift up the sword that the Spirit gave to us. Would you stand up and walk today? Would you stand up and exercise the blessing that God has placed on your life to be a blessing to this world? Let me tell you, if the church doesn't bring the blessing, we live in an unblessed world, an unblessed country. But this is a blessed country, amen? Because the church is awake and wakening. There is an awakening coming over the church of Jesus Christ, amen? And today that call might be for you, and in a moment you'll have an opportunity to respond. We are carriers of blessing in order to bless our world, our neighbours, our school, our university, our church, our kids and our family. Let's mature and grow in this together. We understand blessing isn't just through money. People who bless others understand God flows blessing in their world. True riches are found in what God blesses you with. For the Apostle Peter, he used the gift of his life to usher in healing. Every one of us has something right now to bless somebody with. It could be a poem, it could be a kind word, it could be a visit, it could be money and finances, it could be just a bit of your time, it could be clothing and practical things, it could be baked goods. Everyone has something to bless someone with. And if you want blessing to flow through your world, activate the gifts God's given you and bring blessing into someone else's world. Don't look to receive first because if you do, you're missing everything. Everything. You've received everything already. When you receive salvation and the love of the Almighty God in your life, you received everything that matters. So would you take the gift that your Lord God Almighty has given you and would you bless someone today and tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday in 2023, 2024, to the end of your day, would every day of your life be about using your gift and blessing someone with it? Amen. Because God wants to bless you. And he's got a, a fountain. He's got a, a river that wants to flow through your life of blessing. And as we bring that blessing to the nations, we are going to see nations healed. Why? Because when you bless others, the thanksgiving goes to God. That's how healing comes. And who knows, the healing of the soul, a man's, a woman's soul. When we receive that healing, we give our lives over to the Master, Jesus Christ, our Lord and God. Would you be part of the healing in this world with your neighbour, friends, kids, your own family starts there? Buy your kids something. It doesn't have to be much. 
You know, my mum used to buy me one of those push-up whistle lollipops. It's a huge blessing. Showed me how much she loved me and that when she was at the shop, she was thinking of me. What the heck? I'm thinking of something else, normally cars. But she'll say, that's what flowers does. It shows your wife that while you're at work making the money, well, you can't really say it like that anymore, can you? You know, what about husbands, uh, wives buying husbands flowers? Does that work? Sometimes. <laughs> chocolates, chocolates. No, we don't need that. I get told most Sundays by you that I have too many chocolates. Apple turnovers, yeah, they're good. The point is, is when you bless someone, they're blown away that you were even thinking of them. I still text my old boss from like six, seven years ago. Still text him. And you know what my text? Like, atheist, nothing to do with God, doesn't care, doesn't believe in it. Loved me because I cared for him. I made it my, just as I was maturing in life, when I got that job, I just said to myself, I'm going to be... I'm going to be a, an example of the church that he has never seen. And so I just, I just decided to love on my boss. And, um, and now we just text. He just texted me the other week. He, he texts me now how I text him. So about a year ago, I just said, hey, John, just send him a text. Hey, John, was just thinking of you today and just wanted to say hi, make sure you're doing good. And he always just texts back, thanks. You know, something like that. He texts me about a week ago. So we text probably, I don't know, once every four or five months. He texts me a week or two ago, and he, same thing. Hey, Gray, was just thinking of you. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. So now I've invited him for a coffee during the week at the church. See where I'm going? There's a point. He's been here once. He came for a Christmas production. Great man. God loves him. blessing just entered. Hey, we've got a few minutes left. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? If you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to walk in this new level of blessing, we're about to worship. You can't put this off. You just can't put this off anymore. It's just, it's just, this is just too important big stuff. You're talking about your creator, the one that made everything. He knows everything about you, all your problems, but he also knows the gifts that he's hidden in your life. You might even not even know him yet, but he's hidden little gifts and talents. and He already knows that you've been called to him, but you've just not yet received or answered that call, said yes to him. But he already knows. He, he knows it all. He knows you more than you know you. And today he's saying, I have a blessing for you. And this blessing, the, the door or the window of this blessing opens and it begins the moment you give your life to him. In fact, the moment you give your life to Him, you're just completely, a, you're just a different person from that very moment. First of all, 
your eternity is secure in Jesus. Second of all, you have someone that is more for you than anyone else on this planet. And you now have access to that person through the Spirit of God. See, God will wipe all your sins away. Not the memory. Sometimes He does. But He'll wipe the power. He'll wipe the curse of every sin you've committed away. This is called redemption. And say, He'll redeem you. What's the, what's the process to this? What, what do you got to do for it? Nothing. Just accept Him as your Lord and Savior. There's no class. There's no payment. There's no, He's not ticking off the book how many times you've been to church, how many curse words you've done. God's looking at you and He sees your soul. And here's the thing, He made it. So when he looks at it, he goes, it's good. It's good. It's just wrapped up in this body that's done, but it's good. It's good. And he wants to redeem it. He wants to bring it back to him. He wants you blessed in this whole new world sphere of thinking blessing.